Next on Making Sense of the Madness, Patel Patriot and I will discuss the stolen midterms, the globalist schemes at the G20, and if devolution is still in play, we're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda right now. Mr. Baker. Good morning. Once again, the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? Let me ask you. If you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? No, you would not be okay with that. Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money or your vote, or your country, or this world, or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation. And then you look into your own soul, and you look back at yourself in the mirror, and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good day. Wow, just captured the rage that all of us feel right now. We're going to be talking to Patel Patriot, a.k.a. John Harold. So, John, so great to have you on the show. Uh, you know, a lot has changed since we last talked. Sure. You've got Badlands Media going on. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, Badlands Media has been, uh, it's, it's been crazy. We, uh, we had an idea, me and Kate, um, a little over a month, month and a half ago or so, uh, just looking for a way to, to, to reach more people and get more people involved with us too, and, and really support, uh, you know, the other content creators in this community. You know, we felt there was a need of, of my following that were craving more good content. And then we had all these people that are putting out great content. And so we, we kind of decided to just merge it. Right. And so, uh, yeah, Badlands Media, we've been going for a little over a month now. And I mean, it's, it's really ex exploded. It's been, it's, it's been, it's been nuts, but it, but it's been fun. Tell us about some of the segments that you'll have on, on Rumble, live streaming, and what's going on in your Substack. Yeah, so uh, the, the Substack is just kind of a collective. I mean, they, they both are. It, it's a collective of, of content creators. So we'll have articles coming out. We probably won't ever put out any more than one a day. And that's kind of the goal. Um, but we have, I think, over 10 or 15 people now that have agreed to contribute to the Substack in some form or another. Uh, so those will be coming out Um you know, just as they're, as they're writing articles, we don't have any agenda. We don't have any guidelines on what you write about. We just kind of want unique content, um, that'll get people thinking. Right. And, uh, as far as rumble goes, you know, all these other people have shows, we've kind of merged some people together to do new shows, but you know, our goal is to eventually fill up an entire day 
full of shows and, and literally take over the mainstream media and be the place for people to come and, and get get truth. Um, and, and you know they can tune in at any point of, of the day and get something something to watch or you know you pick a show whether it's a sports show we have one of those we have shows talking about bitcoin we have uh shows talking about conspiracy theories we have uh, we have all sorts of different shows shows talking about um you know raising children in, in today's world and the, the political climate um so it, we have something we think for everybody it's just uh, you know we need to do our best to rip you know, the, the mainstream media has such a grip on the narrative, or at least they have, it's starting to crumble and it has crumbled quite a bit, but we need to f have this place for people to tune into. So it shows like American media periscope or, or badlands media. We're, we're just trying to be another alternative source of, of news for people. Right. And, and as I understand rumbles, the main uh, channel right now, so people go to the badlands media rumble channel and pretty soon here, any time of day, they can tune in, and something's going to be live streaming. So that's one of the nice things. It's it's live. It's happening live. Uh, and there's something different yeah. about that. Uh, we were all used to that on YouTube. People were live streaming there. And then everyone who said something interesting got deplatformed. So now we yeah. have Rumble. Rumble launched the live streaming not too long ago. So this is really at the cutting edge. Uh, as soon as it's available, you guys are taking advantage of it. And uh, anything else you want to say about your mission with Badlands Media? Yeah, you know, we we don't won't ever claim to have all the answers. You know, we're just not going to intentionally mislead people. We're trying to figure this out the the best we can. Um, and you know, I think that's kind of the the biggest thing for me. It's it's integrity. I, I want to bring on people into Badlands Media that are going to operate with integrity, and and that's really been our, our whole focus. You know, we, we there's been a ton of attacks and stuff. People coming after us. It's, it's been it's been ridiculous. But we we. Don't acknowledge or engage in any of it. We we have we feel like we have a mission to reach as many people as possible and assist in the wake up. Because as Trump said, not enough people are are awake to this yet, right? Like we're not at the precipice. Essentially, that's pretty much what he said in his 2024 campaign announcement. Um, and so we want to help. We want to help rush along that process. And um, you know, we have we're working with people with um, you know like Seth Keschel, Greg Phillips, and and trying to help get people motivated to get involved and clean up voter rolls. We're, we're just trying to do whatever we can to advance the, the, this this movement and get us closer to uh, to Trump getting back in office. So we're going to do whatever we can to do that. That's a beautiful thing. And the mainstream media is dying. You know, uh, they don't have the numbers that they used to have. People are tuning out because they've been wrong on every big story there has been in the last few years. So talk about the stats, because like how many people tune in for a White House live stream to watch Biden compared to Badlands Media? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I've never actually, uh, I don't tune into the, the White House stuff, so I don't know what kind of numbers they pull, but, you know, it depends. Every show is different. Um, you know, some of our bigger shows, you know, we'll get anywhere from five to 15,000 people tuning in live. And then, you know, after about a week of replays, uh, again, it depends on the show. Some are, you know, 20,000 views, some are up to 100 or more. We did our election special and we got well over. 300,000 people that, that have watched that thing. Um, so it really just it depends on the show. Everybody has a different preference. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I don't think we have a single show on our network. Even our, our smallest viewed show is somewhere around an average of like 15,000 views after, after about a week. And, and so it's, yeah, we, we've been, we're, we're happy with the numbers and they keep growing. And that's the big thing. We're, we're just trying to reach more people. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun, really fun.
Can you reflect real briefly about your journey from lurking on a mastodon thread, uh, Thomas Wichter <laughs> talking about devolution, and you were just in your bedroom doing your day job, whatever that was, and then a few months, fast forward a few months later, uh, you're, you've got hit pieces about you in the mainstream media, uh, you're attacked, but you have hundreds of thousands of followers, and uh, you roll that into a media company. Did you ever envision this six months or a year ago? No, not, it's it's been such a crazy journey, and, and I've tried to just kind of stay in the moment with all of it. Um, it you know, when I started this, I, I literally just wanted to get my thoughts out there, and that's what I was doing on that Mastodon instance, and, and you know, just trying to elaborate and dig further on what Thomas Wichter was doing. Um, and, and yeah, when I, I kind of got booted off of there, essentially, and so that's when I started the Substack, and I only started that. You know, I was about ready to just like give up, walk away. You know, whatever. I don't have anywhere anybody wants to hear my thoughts, so I'm just going to be done. But a few people encouraged me to start that Substack and, and Telegram, and you know, and then I chose. I had the the pseudonym Patel Patriot, you know, because I, I was a huge fan of Cash, um, and and guys like a a hero of mine, you know. And so, yeah, it just started writing. Went with it, and now like here I am. It's it's I haven't really sat down and reflected on it because I haven't really had time to, you know, there's been so much going on, but, but yeah, it's just living day to day. And, and this was kind of the logical next step for me because I have built up a significant following. I've been very blessed by that. Um, you know, I didn't get into this with any agenda or, or, you know, goals or anything, but I'm trying to take advantage of the success I've had and leverage that for other people. And that's what I love about Badlands Media because, um, we're, we're starting this where all of our rumble live shows right now are airing on, my platform where I have, you know, my rumble channel has over a hundred thousand subscribers. Actually, I'm pretty sure I just found out um, last week that I cracked the top 100 rumble channels, which is really cool in terms of subscribers, but all the, all the shows for all these other content creators are airing on, on this one channel. And then they get moved over to the badlands media channel. We're doing that until the badlands subscribers gets high enough where it's, you know, it, it makes sense to do the live streams there, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a fun journey and I'm, I'm hoping to help as many other content creators as I can. Cause there's no reason that people from our movement who are putting out good content, searching for truth, all this stuff, there's no reason they can't make a living doing this. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that, that we can make that happen. Exactly. We are replacing the mainstream media just, and it's so refreshing to hear the type of content that you're doing, even about sports and raising kids and stuff like we have lives. We don't just live and breathe politics 24 uh, yeah. seven, although you and I probably do, but uh, most people yeah. are normal and they have lives and they, they want to talk about other stuff. And we're doing the same thing on American media Periscope. I feel like you and John Chambers yeah. have a similar vision of replacing that mainstream media, offering an alternative. Sure. You know, we've got shows about spirituality and, and different things. So it's really cool. People can tune in pretty soon, anytime, day or night, and they're going to find something on Badlands Media and or American Media Periscope. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to get into the breaking news. Twitter, uh, Twitter locked down last night, their headquarters. It was kind of weird. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and there was some insults, uh, you know, shown on Twitter headquarters that were kind of funny, but uh, I think it was a publicity stunt. We're going to dig into that and a lot of other stories as soon as we get back. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. 
but they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliotphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit kirkelliotphd.com. We are talking to John Harold, the author of the Devolution series and the founder of Badlands Media. Uh, Twitter, you know, almost basically we were expecting it to go offline. A whole bunch of people quit at the same time that they shut down all of the headquarters and wouldn't let anyone in with a badge. And we, we realized when this happened that if this continues, uh, Twitter would probably go offline and that would be historic. But nope, they kept it online. Uh, they survived all these uh, flunkies uh, <laughs> resigning all at once. Uh, let's take a vi- look at the video of the insults that were projected on Twitter headquarters uh, against Elon Musk. Twitter certainly had a lot of bad eggs in there, and they might have weeded themselves out, tried to do some sort of sabotage. Any comment, uh, John? Yeah, this this whole Twitter thing is is mind blowing. You know, it started a couple of weeks before the midterms. Elon Musk takes over. I mean, it's been a long time coming, but he gets in there, and it, it seems like he's going to kind of right that ship, and he's getting rid of the, the bloated, you know, employee base that. Twitter has. I mean, there's some Project Veritas videos that have come out. You know, these guys work four hours a week, and you know, if they're if they're not feeling mentally, you know, stable or fit or whatever, they'll take like just a couple months off and leave, and then come back. And you know, it is what it is. And like, how how do you run a company like that? It's it's insane. But but yeah, I'm just hoping he he's true to his word on the free speech side of things. I mean, these the liberals, the left, they can complain all they want. Uh, I I just want him to open this back up. So that there's actually a place where both sides, left or right, doesn't matter your political ideology, you can engage without any censorship, without any algorithms, without any fact checkers. I mean, none of that stuff. Like that's what the the public square is supposed to be about. You know, if if if, if I have an idea or something, it shouldn't get fact checked. People should be able to do their own research on it and and think for themselves. But you know, the government the government is scared of people thinking for themselves and they're partnered in a line with big tech and all these media companies that's been the problem. And if Elon is, is fixing that, then I'm fully supportive of it. Yeah, I guess time will tell. And I think what we've seen so far has been a head fake because he said, no, we didn't change any of the, uh, you know, moderation policies yet. And yet we already had 
the ADL complaining, and we had uh, all these corporations at the same exact time in a coordinated fashion drop their advertising. And so then Elon mm-hmm. Musk said, hey, I'm going to name these guys and shame them because there's no reason why they should drop their advertising before they uh, you know, find out if there's even any moderation policy changes. So he, he basically made it seem like he's not going to change things just to bait the other side into showing their hand, which they did, uh, that they're all attacking him and trying to, to take him down. And there have been many people trying to short Tesla stock, including Bill Gates. So he's used to this. Having institutions going up against him, I think we're dealing with another master strategist like uh, Donald Trump. And while we're on that subject, I also wanted to talk to you about, well, real quick, we'll say that there is a Starbucks strike as well. So people people are resigning en masse at Twitter and also at Starbucks. We've got a, a big strike. We can take a look at it. More than 2,000 Starbucks employees are going on a one-day strike. Now, they call it the Red Cup Rebellion. Uh, this is actually Red Cup Day, which is usually busy for Starbucks, and they give out reusable Red Cups to some of the customers. Instead, the striking workers say they're going to hand out Red Cups that say Starbucks Starbucks Workers United. Now, organizers accuse the company of firing workers who choose to unionize and walking away from bargaining. Starbucks blames a union for not making progress in negotiations and says that company rules apply to all employees. Interesting story. Any comments, John? Interesting. I mean, it's this whole economy. It's just so weird what's going on. Uh, You know, we're, we're being pushed towards this, this brink here and you have people doing a strike there. Yeah. That's interesting. But then you have like Amazon saying they're going to be laying off workers into 2023 of all these places. Like it's, um, man, just the state of the economy in general and the state of our culture right now, people doing the strikes like that. It's I'm, I'm very curious to see how these next few months unfold because, um, it's, it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) Yeah. We've got even people at Delta airlines, pilots talking about maybe striking. We've got the, uh, train uh, people who work in the the train uh, industry talking about a strike. Uh, th- this a couple of these types of things could uh, really have a huge impact on our country. Well, you know, earlier I was saying that Elon Musk it might be a master strategist like Trump, and uh, you know, the example being that Elon Musk baited uh, everyone to show their hand that they were really going to try to take him down before he even changed anything. Well, Donald Trump may have done something similar with his big announcement, his announcement for an announcement mm-hmm. that turned out to be him announcing to be candidacy for president. Uh, let's take a look at that missile, Polish missile shield. Uh, sorry, the, the missile that landed in Poland. <laughs> People are making memes about it because it didn't make any sense yeah. why, you know, anything like that would happen. Russia is going to like take a chance to get NATO involved by striking Poland. Two people were killed. And uh, turns out it was actually a Ukrainian missile. And the whole thing was that whole thing smelled weird, didn't it, John? I mean, I want to get your analysis on this. Yeah, I mean, it came out right away and they tried to blame Russia. Right. And, and I, I keep looking back to uh, the, we had the whole bridge situation. You had the, the Nord Stream, the, whatever's been going on. People have been trying to provoke Russia into some sort of conflict, right? You know, a, a greater con- conflict where NATO can get involved. The fact that NATO isn't involved already is, is all, it's, it's mind blowing because all these leaders have been like, yeah, we need to get in there and defend Ukraine. They're all publicly supporting the defense of Ukraine and what, you know, standing up to Russia 
but they're, they're, none of them are actually involved yet. And then now you have this situation where this bomb goes off in, in Poland. They blame it immediately on Russia, but it's very quickly found out. I mean, that, that took less than like a couple hours or, or, or maybe a little more. I don't, I don't know the details, but it didn't take very long for them to correct the story that it was actually from Ukraine and not Russia, which it's that's that's a very important thing to understand. But why why would they do that? I mean, were they trying to get NATO involved? Like you said, people were calling for it. It's um, th- there's some big stuff going on in Ukraine. Yeah, and we've been saying this for a long time. You know, maybe we'll get into this li- a little later. But that whole FTX scandal, Ukraine is um, it, it things are getting spicy over there, and it directly ties to what's going on here in the United States with you know the Biden administration, the us taking over the house and potentially opening these investigations. It's a uh, it's looking like things are going to be pretty interesting here. I find it very fascinating that uh, now Ukraine's talking about peace talks finally. Like, why flip flop right. from I won't even negotiate with Putin? Uh, he must be ousted, you know, to now open to the idea of peace talks after the FTX. Uh, after that thing blows up and, and people realize that you're doing the money laundering. Uh, so the scam yeah. seems to be slowly being exposed. But my point being, as far as strategy for Trump, is the idea that he put out this announcement. Probably the deep state was afraid that he was going to put everything on Front Street regarding the steel in Arizona. Uh, you know, do say something that would they would want to distract people from. And sure enough, on the same exact time he's announcing, there's this missile falls in Poland, and Poland calls an emergency mm. national security meeting, and it looks like World War Three might be happening, and then. Yeah. It isn't. And then they, they backpedal, all of them backpedal uh, immediately because Trump didn't put anyone on front street. It was just a little old announcement to be president that everyone knew he would do. So that might have been Trump baiting them. Any any Does that seem like something Trump would do to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's always a strategy behind everything. You know, th- that announcement was interesting because he he first built up his first announcement, which was before, I think it was November 7th. He's like, you guys are going to want to be in Ohio and, you know, big announcement, whatever. His family shows up. They have Cash Patel redirect his flight and come up to, um, you know, come up to be there. And then it was just a normal campaign speech. And at some point he's like, yep, well, actually the, the big announcement is going to be on the 15th or whatever, 14th, 15th in, um, at Mar-a-Lago. And so there's been speculation. Okay. Like you, this is before the midterms when he pre-announced it, and we know this is coming. We had a midterms with rife with election fraud. Well, what's going what's to happen here? I mean, is he going to announce this early? It seems very early to be announcing, but you know, you can see the strategy in doing it. You know, maybe it was to bait out, uh, you know, the, the deep state into making some sort of move or whatever. Um, I also think there's probably a level of of kind of putting his foot down and, and squashing the whole DeSantis debate or whatever, you know, now he, he's, the, he's the face of the party. He's the, he's the candidate. Uh, and, the, and the, we don't have to question whether or not he's even going to decide to run anybody that wants to challenge Trump. It, I mean, it's not going to go well for you. And so he's kind of established that dominance early, you know, maybe that's a part of this, uh, but it was interesting when he was giving the speech, I was focusing on his demeanor. Like he, he said some very interesting things, but his demeanor was, was almost somber. Like he, he, I think he kind of had a pulse on his, his base. And after the the midterms being rife with fraud, like I said, we wanted something more than just the camp. I mean, we, we know Trump's not done with politics. We knew he'd get back involved again with a, with another campaign run or, or whatever. We, we want to fix the fraud because that's the, the root of all evil in this country. 
puppetry. These are stealing these things from us, and it's 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 criminal. And so, I don't know. We we, we wanted something something more, but I, I think that that's going to come yet. Wh- whatever the strategy was to announce this early, I, I think we'll see the benefit of him doing so as time unfolds a little bit longer. Uh, but but yeah, I, I was um, you know. I was surprised by his demeanor. He, he seemed a little somber, especially when you compare it to his his 2015 speech when he announced for his 2016 candidacy. He was fired up. He was, I mean, blasting people. He was, he was just typical Trump. He, he didn't seem quite that way on um, on his announcement. Yeah, I guess we can only speculate uh, why he's somber. Uh, but, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked from the beginning about this is war. You know, he's a wartime general. Oh, for sure. And uh, he's dealing with so much. Uh, and we can only imagine what that is. But interesting that he pumped it up and said it was going to be historic. And then it wasn't necessarily historic. So that's why I'm saying, hmm, maybe he was baiting the deep state. But then again, you know, th- this is the thing. First, he he pumped up Ohio. Then he pumped up the announcement. But something is going to happen. There's going to be historic announcements from Trump. But he's keeping us guessing. He's keeping everyone guessing. And that's really what the art of war is all about. Uh, next, I want to talk to you yeah, about the G20 uh, summit in uh, Indonesia. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead, uh, John. I was going to say, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, Trump is kind of hyperbolic. You know, that's, that's just how he operates. He, he, um, he does build things up. And, and, you know, whether, you know, him announcing a campaign for presidency again, you know, it, it is historic. It, it definitely is historic. You know, it's just um, when when he, him with somebody like him with his platform and the following, you know, we believe and it's we just you know we I, th- I think we have different definitions or different. It's almost a subjective thing. You know, something being historic yeah. or not. Like we have I could to remember who the audience was for that announcement. Right. I mean, we're we're a part of the America first movement at the cutting edge, you know, influencing others. And then people who are just regular, everyday Americans who lump, they were the audience. He was announcing to them that he's (laughs) running for president. All of us already knew he was running for president. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's important that when Trump communicates, often he's communicating to um, more than one audience at the same time. And there were a couple of um, nuggets in there, uh, you know, talked about China being involved in elections, uh, talked about uh, term limits for Congress members, talked about uh, banning them from lobbying in the future, uh, talked about putting a flag, uh, American flag in Mars. Uh, so a- any other comments that he made that you, you think is worth uh, highlighting? Yeah, I mean, there was one he kind of alluded to China being involved in in our elections, I thought that was interesting. He also made a comment about uh, you know human trafficking and and how that's a problem. Then you have yesterday the whole Biden investigation stuff that's opening from the House, and they kind of referred to the whole thing. So I think that's a good connection. Um, yeah, I mean the, the whole speech it, it, it was great. Uh, he uh, he made some great points. I think the platform he's running on with the term limits and and the no lobbying and and, and whatnot. I think that's that, that's great. Um, I. I hope I hope he gets back to the election fraud stuff too. I know he will. He, he he's always hammering on the election fraud. He's done it for two years. There's no way he's going to stop now. Uh, but that's um that's the problem. We need to fix that to make sure that this guy gets back in 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 2024. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem on everyone's mind. That's why I put the opening video of the citizen rage that we're all feeling that was captured so well by that citizen. 
with the dreadlocks at the very beginning because uh, that's on our minds and we want a remedy. We want it now and we got to get engaged. The people in Brazil, <laughs> they're taken to the streets in the millions because their, their election was stolen. Uh, but there was a chilling effect with January 6th. That's why patriots are afraid to resist uh, because they're afraid that they're going to be labeled as domestic terrorists. But we can't let that stop us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about the G20 summit. They really showed their hand at what they want to do with vaccine passports since we get back. Inflation is out of control. The price of gasoline has doubled in a very short time and interest rates are set to rise. How do you protect and grow your portfolio to make sure that you do not outlive your assets? Invest in annuities that have rate lock. RateLock is an innovative new feature that allows you to lock in your rate of return at any time during the year to lock in these volatile upswings of the market. And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they're probate free and they can provide an income that you can't outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing to choose which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select a RateLock annuity that's right for you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. The Cleveland Insurance Group, 844-USA-2024. We're talking to John Harold, author of the Devolution series and the founder of Badlands Media. Well, the G20 in Indonesia, the deep state really showed their hand. Let's take a look at this video where they just say the quiet part out loud. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the, uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods and movement of the economy. Wow. I almost called you Patel. John, it sounds like he's trying to convince the slaves that, uh, you know, now they can move around a little bit before they were 100 percent locked down. Now you're going to have a, the right to, to move around a little bit for the next pandemic. Uh, any comment on just the, the strategy of the globalists with this vaccine passport? Uh, you know, how integral is this to their plan? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about control, right? And so they, uh, they've, there's been talk of this digital currency that they've wanted to do. Um, and that, you know, if, if you don't agree with them politically, they'll just shut down your your money. And now it's the same thing with this. If if you don't get their vaccine, which is essentially if you don't agree with them politically, then they're going to shut down your movement and you can't leave or the country or go to a different country. Uh, it's all about control. That's, that's what COVID was. That's what the pandemic was. It was a, a, a fear event, a scare event to get control in, in, from the people. And we, we basically let it happen. And so now they're trying to push the next agenda, which gets us into that, that form of, of control. It's, it's, it's scary. You're right. Fear makes people, um, able to be manipulated 
And I noticed as soon as the COVID PSYOP was losing steam, they completely switched over to the Stand with Ukraine PSYOP. And now the FTX uh, scandal is really shining a light on that, that maybe we shouldn't be supporting Nazis in Ukraine and people who have always been laundering money. Uh, and our U.S. establishment are in center, just uh, the part of that whole cycle of money laundering. Let's take a look at the next clip that, that shows that the U.S. prosecutors are considering a criminal criminal probe into FTX and Sam Bankman. We want to stick with this story with billions having vanished or in limbo right now. The FTX debacle has garnered the attention of prosecutors here in the U.S. Yahoo Finance's Alexis Keenan has the details on that. And Alexis, what, what do you think the potential legal fallout from FTX could potentially look like? Shauna, uh, a lot of speculation right now. That's all it is right now. But we're getting reports from Reuters, from Wall Street Journal, saying that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan is interested in probing into the collapse of FTX. But also Reuters now reporting that they are joined by the Department of Justice, that the CFTC, rather, and also the SEC, all concerned about these peculiar transactions around the collapse of the exchange, as well as the 134 related entities that filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on Friday. Now, the concern is around these reports that Sam Bankman-Fried's Alameda trading firm used FTX customer funds to trade without their consent. Now, that would violate U.S. securities law, but also FTX's own customer contracts. So there's concern there that there could be some criminal wrongdoing uh, going on there. In addition, there was that approximate $477 million in unauthorized withdrawals that flowed out of FTX uh, within 24 hours of its bankruptcy filing. Uh, as for the Bahamian authorities, the legal enforcement there is also said to be investigating if any criminal activity did occur. Uh, and uh, while FTX issued a statement on the heels of the bankruptcy saying that they would uh, comply by uh, through Bahamian regulations by beginning to facilitate withdrawals of Bahamian funds. On Saturday, the Bahamas Securities Commission debunked that. They said otherwise. They said it had not directed FTX in any way to prioritize the withdrawals of these Bahamian client funds. Uh, so legal experts, though, Shauna, say that getting jurisdiction over Sam Bankman fried as well as over FTX X may not be too big of a hurdle, even though uh, the company has that uh, Bahamas base. And that is because there's likely a nexus with the U.S., whether that's through U.S. banks or whether that's through emails sent by the company. Uh, a lot to be learned still, but these are the present concerns. Well, apparently the U.S. attorneys might be looking into this. And funny that uh, Congress will hopefully take care of this, right? We've got Maxine Waters heading up a committee to look into this. Maxine Waters, uh, best friends with Sam Bankman-Fried. I'm sure they're really going to slap him on the wrist. Uh, but also interesting in the Bahamas, uh, there's an accusation here that they were basically forcing him to send them funds first uh, against bankruptcy rulings. So I wonder what kind of deal they struck uh, because they're supervising him. Uh, you know, in other words, they're pointing guns at him saying, don't leave this country until, you know, <laughs> people are afraid. People are afraid that he's going to just jet off because he might have even hacked yeah. their own account. And, and, and he's got billions in crypto sitting somewhere for him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he will be scapegoated and if any of these U.S. Republican and Democrat politicians who participated in this whole scheme will ever get any accountability uh, John Harold, what is your take on this? 
Yeah, th- this is a massive story, and and I feel like we're going to get a lot more on this as we go. But um, the, the fact that we have this whole situation in Ukraine, and our government has been voting to continue to send money there. They, they're, they're not spending this money taking care of veterans here or homeless here or, or any problems here. They're sending enough money to Ukraine where it could basically cover their entire budget for the year. And we just keep sending it. And it turns out that the Ukraine then partners with this FTX to send money back to political campaigns here in the United States. And a lot of these Republican ones are are ones that voted against Trump, right? Or voted to impeach Trump. And then President Biden himself. I mean, it's this is a huge, huge It was scandal. an anti-Trump and, fund. It was only the rhinos who were against Trump and only the Democrats who were against Trump. Only anti-Trumpers got money from Sam Bankman-Fried. Yep. A huge scandal. And then again, it's, it's, it's centered in Ukraine. And that's, what's so interesting because so much of Trump's story and, and the corruption of the Democrats, that story is in Ukraine. I mean, remember that phone call he had, he's talking about this server in Ukraine. I mean, what the heck he could have been talking about this whole Bitcoin thing for all we know. It's, it's just un, unbelievable. I know it's not just Bitcoin, it's the FTX exchange or whatever, but um, this whole thing. Yeah. I think there's going to be more to come. And I think we're going to find out that stuff like this is, this is probably not unique. There, there's probably plenty of other situations where very similar things like this are happening, where we're sending our aid dollars and these countries are using it to partner with other groups. And then those groups are then funneling it back to the Democrats. I, I do not think this is a lone event. I think right. this is something we're going to see as, is a, a problem, an epidemic. Yeah. N- not just aid, not just the money that we send in aid, but the, the wars. I mean, look at Afghanistan, uh, and how many people got money there? And then the way we wrap up that operation is to hand over $85 billion worth of equipment. That seems like money laundering to me in, in one way. Uh, so we're going to take yep. a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you about guaranteed income for trans people in San Francisco and what that is a sign of for what they want to do in the future as soon as we get back. Hi, I'm my Patriot Supply. Preparedness is my thing. Our most popular kit sold out in just three days. Oh, that's great, but you're a preparedness company. A marketing company. A preparedness company. Shouldn't you have been a little better prepared? (laughs) One day, my friend. One day. One day what? Soon you'll learn that one of the best tactics in marketing is scarcity. There's no better sales trick. But you're a preparedness Marketing. Okay, a marketing company in a preparedness business who openly advertises how many times you haven't been prepared. It's the very definition of irony. When you're as popular as we are, you sell out. Don't worry, one day you'll sell out too. No, we won't, because we're a real preparedness company and we take nothing more serious than having things in stock. We're reliable, and that's why My Patriot Supply is the industry leader in emergency preparedness. <sighs> True genius is never recognized in its time. We're talking to John Harold at Badlands Media about guaranteed income for trans people in San Francisco. Let's take a look. Launching in San Francisco will guarantee income for dozens of transgender people for a year and a half. Tonight, ABC 7 News reporter Tim Johns explores this first-of-its-kind initiative for a community that is oftentimes left behind. For some of the most forgotten people in our community, a lifeline could soon be coming from the city of San Francisco. 
On Wednesday, the mayor's office announced a new effort to combat poverty among transgender residents. This is the first uh, guaranteed income program for trans people in the country. The initiative is called GIFT and will give 55 people $1,200 a month for 18 months. The program has been years in the making and is a partnership between local government, Lion Martin Community Health Services, and the Transgender District. But activists hope the gift program is only the first step in helping a community in need. Statistics show that trans people suffer disproportionately from things like poverty, discrimination, and abuse. The U.S. Transgender Survey, which is the only large-scale study of trans people in the United States, in 2015 found that 33% of trans people in California were living in poverty. In order to qualify, individuals can be making no more than $600 a month. Applications for those potentially eligible are open through December 15th, with priority given to trans people of color, a focus that's welcomed by trans activists and San Francisco native Honey Mahogany. I think that when we lift those people up, the people who are you know, at the bottom of the totem pole, then everyone benefits. Mahogany says the city has long been a place of refuge for transgender people. She fears that as a wave of anti-trans legislation sweeps parts of the country, programs like these will become even more critical for people who simply have nowhere else to go. It's really, really important that we figure out ways to welcome those folks who are coming here who have nowhere else to go and be able to um, help stabilize them and make sure that they don't end up on the street. It's always interesting to analyze a piece of propaganda on American Media Periscope, uh, especially, you know, just the way they framed that conversation, John, was just making people of color and trans people out to just be the biggest victims in the world. They can't possibly make any money and support themselves. Uh, you know, and, and we've had people fake being transgendered so they could be in a women's prison, for example, where they go and they rape people. Uh, now, incentives to maybe get government paid surgery so they can get free income. Do you think maybe some people who are mentally unstable might choose to become transgender just to get free income if this keeps going in this direction? Yeah, this, uh, you know, I, I do think this is some form of mental illness. And I think, I don't know, it, it's tough to comment on. The one thing I will say is you look, I, I just saw a story either today or yesterday where, um, California, they're going to be like $25 billion in deficit this year because they aren't getting enough revenue. I think a lot of that is from people leaving, but then it's also because you're spending money on programs like this that nobody actually wants. You know what I mean? There's a reason California is such a crap hole right now. It's because it's the the hotbed of, of stolen elections. And even though it's probably redder than most people think, um, they're able to get these corrupt people into office and you can't get them out and they're just going to keep pushing these agendas and it's it is what it is well you put something on your social media about how this conspiracy theory of the elite doing human trafficking turned out to not be a conspiracy theory okay. uh you know just one day difference in the same publication newsweek talks about how child sex trafficking is just a complete Conspiracy theory. And the next day, Republicans tie Hunter Biden to human trafficking. Any comment on this whole probe of the Republicans and how significant it is? Yeah, I think it's huge. And and, and again, it's it's all election related because this this laptop stuff first came out back before the 2020 election. All the mainstream media buried it, right, and said it was false and disinfo, whatever. But quietly, there's been investigations going on behind the scenes, and 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 now the Republicans are taking over and they're bringing this stuff to the limelight. And so 
we'll have to be we'll have to watch how the mainstream media covers this because because again they're in a tough spot too if you think about it if they tell the truth about what this is which at some point they're probably going to have to you know but what does that say for what they said before are people are going to notice that they're kind of switching gears and so that's a problem for them but then if they do tell the truth that's a problem for them too because it's gonna i mean it's a problem for their allies the the democrats the you know the bidens this is um they're in a tough tough spot here uh but yeah i think this is big news and you know they they label us and what we believe in and, and what we've discovered as as you know they label us as conspiracy theorists but pretty much everything we say eventually comes true there's a truth in, in everything and and that kind of just proved it the whole human trafficking sex cult stuff Right. I mean, we do have the truth on our side. And I feel like the Republicans who've had a chance all of these years, even during Trump's administration, they could have taken on big tech. They chose not to. Um, you know, they, they've just been so restrained. But it seems like the leash is coming off. Check out Jim Jordan's new posture in this next video. Jamie, uh, so I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19th, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the next president of the United States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper and 49 other people signed a letter that said the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President, Biden, uh, Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. And of course, that letter became the pretext for suppressing this story, again, just days before the most important election we have in our country. So I would ask this, was J.P. Morgan's suspicious activity report to the Treasury Department, was that just a classic earmark of a Russian information operation? How about when Hunter Biden sent the email that Mr. Comer pointed to, sent the email asking for keys to his new office space, one for himself, one for President Biden, one for his uncle Jim Biden, and one for the emissary for the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CFCT. Was that just Russian disinformation operation in place? That was a juicy segment that we just uh, watched there, not even spilled into some of your research uh, in the Devolution series. Any comment? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome. These people are finally going to have a, you know, a, a, a voice that they can actually get out there and it won't get stonewalled in, in Congress. Um, you know, they, they're going to have control of these committees. You know, I, I am still concerned that uh, there was there was a lot of fraud in these midterms and they stole enough seats on the Democrats to keep it really close. You know what I mean? So like all they would need is a couple of rhinos to flip over to to maybe stonewall some things. But we're going to have leadership in all these committees. We're going to be able to bring all these things to the floor. Um that's that's huge and 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 i think we're finally going to be able to get into the issues of a lot of these things and and yeah i'm I'm, I'm excited i mean j guys like jim jordan you know they've been on this you have uh in the senate too the the investigation that was put on by um gosh who was it grassley and uh i can't remember the other one but it, you know maybe we'll get some co-investigations going or something there's plenty out there it just needs to come to light and really, the midterms aren't over yet. We've got the runoff in Georgia, and we've got this big question mark in Arizona. Uh, we have Carrie Lake has not conceded. So, how do you see this playing out? 
I, you know, I, I want to say that we will end up stopping this fraud or stopping this theft. I know um, that Carrie Lake's a fighter. She's not going to give up. But I, I'm, where I'm concerned is who's in charge of running the elections is her opponent for the governor's race, Katie Hobbs. And I, I feel like they're going to do whatever they can to stonewall and make sure that that uh, Carrie Lake does not get in there. So I really hope, uh, you know, it, we don't get a repeat of what happened in 2020 with the elections and, and the judges and the courts. And we, we couldn't go anywhere with the evidence we had. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that they have the evidence this time and we get it to the, the right people. And there is something that has stopped or there's, whether it's a recount or a revote or something, we, we can't let this go through. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just as curious as yeah. you are as to how this plays out, but, I, I'm I'm praying for for Carrie Lake. Well, President Trump has said the people won't stand for it. So in Brazil, yeah. the people are not standing for their stolen election. They're taking to military installations by the millions and asking the military to intervene. Uh, day after day, week after week, millions of people taking to the streets. I think that would be an example of people not standing for it. And I think that's what we need to see sure. in the United States. Uh, and I think the the person at the beginning who spoke in front of the committee uh, showed that we can express ourselves, that we can't just lay down and take this. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about how Canadian credit card companies already starting to track people's carbon emissions. And we've also got the Canadian government preparing to euthanize children without parental consent. We're going to talk about that as soon as we get back. Stand out from the status quo. Let them know you're a patriot with the Patriot Pin. We feature an entire line of 14 karat gold-plated pins, starting at 445. Challenge coins, only 1745 each. And decals, only 645 each. Order now and get a free gift at thepatriotpin.com. Spreading lies before God's eyes. You've called yourselves the New World Order. Well, time is not your friend. For you, it is the end. And a secret voice calls out across the wind. America forever shall be free. Talking to John Harold of Badlands Media about a Canadian credit card company that is tracking people's carbon emissions. This is would have been called a conspiracy theory a little while back, but now they're really bragging about it, that this is what they want to roll out. And this is going to be the linchpin to their system of tracking, surveilling, controlling people. And this is just a pilot program to see how they can do it and refine it in the future. Uh, John, any comment on this? this? They've got even scarier stuff going on in Canada. Uh, this just shows why you need the kind of Bill of Rights that we have in the Constitution. Yeah, this whole carbon emission thing, this is the Klaus Schwab vision for 
for the new world order. And it makes perfect sense that Canada is one of the first places to roll it out. Uh, they want to implement this everywhere, but but they want to they, they want to control your bank accounts through digital currency. They want to tie it to whether or not you're following the party lines, right? If you're not being carbon conscious enough, they're going to shut you down. And so this is, um, yeah, it it makes sense that it's coming out. It makes sense it's coming from Canada. I just don't think this is something that you know. I don't think this is something that's going to actually go into effect worldwide, but um, they're definitely going to try. Right. We have to say no, right? That's that's really the, the big lesson in all of this. When they try to steal our election, when they try to do anything uh, that stamps on our sovereignty, we have to say one word, no. Well, some Republicans, some rhinos, joined with the Democrats and codified gay marriage in a bill. And one researcher realized in the fine print something very important, that this could revoke the tax-exempt statuses of churches who you know won't facilitate gay marriages and this would have a huge impact and another person commented on this and said why do you think they need eighty-seven thousand new irs agents who are armed to the teeth uh so yes this would change the landscape i think you even have experience john uh with uh, religious institutions uh you know this would make a big difference in their in their finances if they were their tax exempt status was pooled this is lawfare. Any comment? Yeah, yeah, lawfare. I mean, this is why it's so important to have the the the, the courts, right? And and Trump did. He got a ton of judges in, um, and you know we have a majority in the Supreme Court. So a lot of this stuff it sounds ridiculous on its face, and but I do have faith that if it ever gets through the actual court system and and to the Supreme Court, the right decision will be made. Um, but it, it it's just ridiculous the the stuff they try to pull. It, it I can't imagine anybody I know or. Even people, even people I don't know, just in my community, that would approve some of the stuff they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not America first. It's not uh, what we believe as a country as a whole. But because they have the mouthpieces and and they scream the loudest, it's it's stuff like this that 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 seems to kind of rule the day and, and get all the news. Yeah, and Greg Reese put out an amazing video. We don't have time to play it today, but he he researched the Canadian government really rolling out a euthanization program where even minors could kill themselves because they're depressed or they don't have a girlfriend or whatever, uh, all without their parents' consent. I mean, it seems like a depopulation agenda. Uh, but, you know, sure. we just have two minutes left. We can't dig into that. I wanted to ask you about devolution still being in play. Your sure. thoughts? Yeah, so this is a, uh, this has been a kind of a hot topic lately. People... Uh, uh, pe- people seem to not understand what devolution is, right? You know, I personally had the the theory that, or the opinion that I think Trump comes back before the midterms, because if he didn't, we didn't have enough safeguards in place and the election would be stolen. And that's exactly what happened. That's why I speculated he'd come back before the midterms. But what devolution is, guys, you got to remember, it's a continuity of government plan. And it was put in place to safeguard us and maintain the national essential functions, right? That's what devolution is. That's uh, very core, a continuity of government plan to safeguard us and, and basically almost handicap the, the already handicapped Joe Biden, you know what I mean? From, from really barreling us into oblivion. And I, I believe for example, really protected from attacks, for example, John uh, Biden wouldn't be able to command someone who has control over the nuclear button to sure. get us into world war three or another essential function might be to keep the lights on uh, in the United States so we can keep our system going, keep people safe. So it doesn't mean that patriots are 
controlling Biden or controlling the government in all these different ways. It's just keeping the lights on, keeping us safe. Yep, it's a safeguard. And, and me and um, Burning Bright, we actually did a really good breakdown on this on the most recent Power Hour. Uh, if you go to you know my any of my channels or my Rumble, um, it's Devolution Power Hour number ninety eight, and we we talk about this and and the principles of devolution. Nothing has changed. Devolution is a compilation of evidence that Trump put something in place before leaving office. Right? It, it's looking at all the moves made from you know even a little bit before November third all the way through January twentieth, and none of that stuff changed. It's all still in place. The only thing that changed was I was wrong about my opinion on when Trump would come back. And the reason the reason I was wrong is because I didn't think he'd want a fraudulent election to go through again. You know what I mean? Like I felt like he had all the evidence he needed and he'd want it was too big of a risk for these midterms to be allowed to take place. Um, but I mean, they they know more much more than I do. Right. And their timing is is the appropriate timing. Not enough people are awake yet. And, uh, you know, devolution it what it is at its core is the continuity of government plan it's it's very much still still yeah. there <laughs> well, you just said not enough people are awake yet so so you're assuming that part of their formula for when they would do different moves and disclosures would be when people are going to be receptive to it and use that for information sure. uh for sure and, and, I, think, and I think a lot of it in, needs to be organic too you know like a lot of the disclosures and stuff they're going to avoid any optics of, and this is something too, a misconception. People then people like, Oh, you know, John Patel Patriot devolution says that the military is going to ride in on, on tanks and, and take over the government. That's, that's never been the, the, the case. Like in order for Trump to pull this off, the whole reason he walked away was he didn't want a civil war. He didn't want it to look like a coup. He's going to avoid that optics throughout. Like this will be very organic. Uh, it's just a matter of, of, of how and, and when, and at some point something needs to happen to fix the, the voting stuff because if 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 they steal 2024 again i, I don't know what, what that means you know like um yeah right. I, I i personally believe we won't get to that point but we'll see I, I can agree with you about the optics that and it's not just in the u.s uh, i'm noticing in in brazil uh, the government and bolsonaro well bolsonaro and the military are purposefully uh just assuring everyone that they're not going to have a military coup like they had in Brazil in the past, that they're going to follow the constitution. Uh, so that's interesting to, because they've tried to make Trump and Bolsonaro out to be these uh, dictators. And yet time and time again, they prove that they believe in the rule of law. Thank you so much, John, for joining us, telling us about Badlands Media. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. We are America's Patriot only network. And you can get my breaking news updates at SeanMorganReport.com. God bless all you patriots. Good night. Good luck.